Welcome back to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Shelby from Simple Homemaker Meals over on Instagram, and we talk all about modern homemaking. Now, I kind of became a homemaker, not really planned, but I'm really excited about it. I think it's something that has changed my family's life, um, and it's something that I would not go back and change whatsoever. So I hope that you join me for this really great conversation we have about taking care of your family and your home, even if it's not uh, something you thought you would always be doing, as well as meal planning and how we get it all done. Uh, it's a really great conversation. So I hope you join me uh, and let's get started. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am a wife, a mother of four, and the creator of the blog, Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through cooking, food preservation, cooking from scratch, and making your own products, all while keeping it practical, intentional, and realistic. All right, guys. So I am so excited about today's guest. This is kind of a topic that I'm really excited about. So I'm joined today with Shelby from Simple Homemaker Meals, and she, we are going to be talking about modern homemaking, which I think is a really awesome topic. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So uh, can you just kind of tell me a little bit about yourself, your homestead, your home, how you manage your life, like all the kind yeah. of like background yeah. stuff? Um, yeah, I'm a mom of two, wife, of course. Um, I stay home. I do do my little social media thing, but my priority is home. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my garden. I kind of call myself a wannabe homesteader because I, you know, I don't know it all, but I'm trying. This is my third year. So every year I learn a little more, do a little more. Um, yeah, that's, we're going to be homeschooling this year. So I'm excited to start that. That'll be our, a new journey to start. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that's exciting. And I think that we, I think are very mirrored in that. Um, yeah. I like to say inspiring homestead. Yeah. Like to do all those things and definitely, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a learning, you know, it's a lifelong yeah, learning yeah. process. So, so uh, can you tell me your, your Instagram? I like to follow you on mm-hmm. Instagram. You, you, share a lot of um, recipes, a lot yeah. of tips on how to get into homemaking, how to cook from scratch. Um, could you, t- could you tell me a little bit more about how you view modern homemaking and yeah. why it's important to you and your family? So I was kind of like you, I never wanted to be a homemaker. Like it was never a thought, mm-hmm. you know, after I had my first kid, I was going to go back to work and, you know, yeah. go to college and do all this stuff. And you know, slowly it just became apparent that was not my place. My place was in the home. Yeah. Um, but then as time went on, it was the homemaking community is kind of confusing. I feel like because there's so many aesthetics, you know, there's the really cottagey, there's the 1950s, there's all these different types. So I feel like when you think of homemaking, you think it's either like the 1950s housewife or you think it's like this. Um, but the modern homemaking, I feel like is bringing a lot of the old school ways like not the 1950s but like the pre-industrialization you know how to grow a garden how to can how to do all this stuff and that's kind of how my take on modern homemaking it's 
a way to you know have your home life in the center and then build around a life of skills and just really learn and put your family first mm-hmm. that's kind of my take on the home modern homemaking um I try not to really put a certain look on it per se like I just you know, I, I do what I'm called to do. And if that looks this way, that's okay. If you do it differently, that's okay too. So, yeah. yeah. So would you say it's more or less like a, more of an intentional type, like more of a yeah. feeling and where you're putting your intention to rather than yes. like, this is what my life appears or looks like. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's an intentional decision every day that, you know, I just decide of what I want to do, how I want to spend it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really big on not looking to the world for my answers and not trying to be, you know, what society says a woman should be or anything like that. I need to be a woman um, in my home doing what's best for my family and self. Yeah. So where do you get this sense of your duty as like a woman? Is that like the mother of the household? Um, So I've kind of grew into it. Um, Mm -hmm. When I first became a mother, again, I, I wouldn't have considered myself very homey or nurturing or anything like that so it's kind of been a gradual process so and if you're listening to this and if you're you know perhaps a woman that also feels like that you don't have that super nurturing or just I don't know like lovey-dovey feeling of homemaking or motherhood or anything like that uh that doesn't make you less of a woman because you can definitely grow into it because that's kind of how I did it um and then I found passions along the way like gardening writing and cooking Mm-hmm. so you didn't always see yourself as a stay-at-home mother so how did that kind of hit you like is that that's the decision you had to make so when my you know I had my son mm-hmm. uh, the plan was for me to go back to work I worked in hospital registration I was going to go back part-time and three months came around and I went back to work and my son had severe colic so from like four to eight he cried non-stop and I knew from the beginning, I wouldn't send him to daycare. I just wasn't comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So my mom took over watching him. Well, a month into working, it just became too much. He screamed the whole time. It was just really hard on her and just really hard on me too emotionally. So I quit. And it was a major shock to my husband and I because we went from having a nice little savings, having a little extra income to nothing except for his income. Yeah. Um, and, and it was hard really hard but we you know through the years I've learned to be frugal and learned to get by and kind of learn my place mm-hmm. and you feel like now that that was what was meant to happen oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah most definitely yeah yeah I kind of have a similar story I um I was working and it wasn't I never really thought of myself I mean my mom my mother was a stay-at-home mom yeah. so it's like and I wasn't against it it just wasn't like what I thought I was, yeah. I was yeah. at school and I, I was working full-time and then I had my second and it just hit me. Like, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like when I was working full time, I was like, I'm working for someone else. Like my kids are somewhere. It was just really hard for me at that point. And yeah, yeah. It was just kind of decision, but it's, it's, it's kind of hard to like change that mindset that like, mm-hmm. it's okay to do that. Cause a lot of times you're just, you, you know, you're, you're told like you have to work, you, have to, you know, mm-hmm. So even that just decision, put aside like the means to do it or the fight, but just making that decision that's okay, you know, that you can. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard. It really is. Yeah. I, I wish more women would 
you know, understand that you don't have to do these things because you're told to do it. You know, if you really want to do it, you know, but do something that you're comfortable with and what fits for your family. Mm -hmm. So did you, in that same realm, did you grow Mm -hmm. up cooking or are you kind of more self-taught? More self-taught. So, you know, my mom worked, it was more like hamburger helper, hot dogs, spaghetti, that kind of thing. Yeah. Just your basic (laughs) stuff. We got fed. Mm -hmm. Uh, didn't starve uh now my grandmother which she was more of like the convenience 1950s cooking so she didn't fully cook from scratch but she was the type of woman that you know she had three meals on the table every day you know she was always having meals so she did teach me a little bit and she was a um kind of an inspiration for a lot of it but most of it's been self-taught didn't have nobody teach me how to make bread yeah Uh, I fell fell at that a whole lot but finally got it (laughs) Right. And that's, that's awesome. When you finally get something like that. How does your family deal with um, like inedible meals or like when you mess up? Cause I do it too, you know, especially when you try try a new recipe, you know? Yeah. So I made turkey balls. This was probably about two years ago and I kind of wanted to try turkey. um, Mm -hmm. Cause you know, we're, we're more ground beef, chicken and pork. That's what we mainly eat and a little bit of fish and venison. But, you know, I thought I'll try turkey meat. And so I made ground turkey meatballs and they were terrible. My husband to this day, he says, I never want your turkey meatballs. I'll eat anything else you cook except for the meatballs. But yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> but, what are you yeah, doing? I mean, I guess you just kind of have to not get upset about it, you know? You yeah. Know, oh, no. you learn. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've kind of let go of that now. It used to really bother me because I yeah. kind of wanted to be perfect, I guess you'd say. Um, but I've just learned that failure is a part of the process. You yeah. got to fail to figure it out. Yep. I agree. Um, so would you say that like homemaking now modern is more of like a lost art or like a time honored skill or like, how would you, I would say it's a lost art. Um, because so many women, I think in myself included, like when I first became a stay-at-home mom, I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. Like, you know, like I didn't really know how to be frugal. I just was trying to do things. I was trying to make this work and that work and um there was just nothing out there to really teach you anything about it yeah I think there's like you know different from like being stay-at-home mom but then also like embracing like you said like the lost art of homemaking which is like creating a home right can you you speak a little bit about that yeah so the first year of a stay-at-home mom I was like I'm so bored what am I gonna do you know what we've got all this time on my hands with this baby you know it just kind of felt like I was living in a a twilight zone or something groundhog day that's better to describe it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but as time went on I was like you know I've got to find my place in this I've got to figure out how to because I still have interests and hobbies but I've got to find some hobbies interests that benefit my family and not just myself so that started from cooking from scratch because I figured out, you know, it would help us on our grocery budget. Um, gardening helped us a little bit on our grocery budget and just different skills and that I found along the way that, you know, I really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, if I was working on a corporate job or something, I would never do any of this. Yeah. I would just, you know, come home and do what I had to do to survive pretty yeah. much. But yeah. Well, well, so in that like homemaking, mm-hmm takes or even just taking care of a home because yeah. it never, it's never ending right it's it takes yeah. a lot of discipline it I does. Find, and sometimes I tend to rebel if I'm too structured yeah. but what um does the discipline that you have in your house for you look like so I have started a thing where I don't get on my phone besides now I do check emails 
Um, it seems like those are never ending yeah. <laughs> and messages, but um, I do check those. But from the time I wake up to 10 o'clock, I don't do no social media like sharing, which I did break that rule this week, but <laughs> I definitely try to do that because in the mornings I found that that's a time for me and my kids to kind of connect and for me to get a lot of things done throughout the day or through in the morning. Um, but yeah, I have to kind of set limits for myself like that. And it, it definitely is a discipline because you don't have a boss like, okay, you got to do this. You got to do that, you know, have this done by this date. Um, so it's staying on top of myself and being honest with, am I being lazy or do I just need help? Or, you know, what do I really need? What, what am I doing wrong? Right. Yeah. Do you have like strict routines you do, or do you have more like rhythms and systems? I'm a rhythm person. I don't like yeah. strict routines, <laughs> except the only thing I, I guess I would say really strict is I meal plan. That's about as far yeah. as like a strict routine I stick to. Do you meal plan for like the whole week? I do. I do. Yeah. I do weekly meal planning. Um, I just feel that's easier for me, but, and I, and I have a meal planner too that I sell, but yeah, I just stick to meal planning weekly because I found that has helped me really save on the grocery bill too. And I've recently went to shopping every two weeks at the grocery store and that stretches it out a bit too. Yeah. That'd probably be good because I, I very much dislike going to the grocery store, especially with four kids. Yeah. It's very difficult. Oh, so. Yeah. so I guess this is more just kind of from my knowledge, cause I'm still trying to work this out for myself. Um, yeah. When you say like rhythms, like, mm-hmm. you know, you got chores, you got household duties, you got, yeah. you know, you wake up and say like, I got to do, I do laundry. I do this. I do this. Like every Monday, do you do every Tuesday? Do you like, how do you, what yeah. does the rhythm look like for you? So every day I get up, you know, I make my husband breakfast and a lot of times depending on what I have to do for that day. Like if we have to leave and run errands or something, I'll stay up, but I typically will go back to bed because I get up at four mm-hmm. with him to make him breakfast. <laughs> It's really early, yeah. but I do make them breakfast, send them on, and then I'll usually go back to bed, get up around 6 30, 7 o'clock, uh, make breakfast for me and the kids. Usually start a load of laundry. I do laundry every day. That's just a non negotiable for me. Yeah. One load at least a day. May not get folded. <laughs> do try to get it folded, but definitely get it in the washer and dryer. Um, you know, I make breakfast, we have lunch, we clean up, do a cleanup during the day. I try to clean up five or 10 minutes usually here and there throughout the day and that really helps I try not to let things pile up sometimes it's hard with little ones but yeah I try (laughs) and then in the evening is when I've been doing garden work because I I can't get out there in the mornings with my little ones yeah I'm scared they'll get out of the bed and go prowling in the house you're in Tennessee right so days are pretty yeah pretty pretty hot too and oh yeah we're in a hot season right now yeah 100, 100 degree days for a while here wow wow so tell me a little bit about your garden just because I love hearing about people's gardens (laughs) yeah so I just dug up the last of my potatoes last night I think I averaged about 50 pounds of potatoes this year wow that's amazing yeah it was actually decent um I actually wanted more but you know you got to be thankful for what you get yeah so um I'm gonna do a fall crop of potatoes I gotta get those planted this week but I've got beans tomatoes pumpkins squash uh, cucumbers. My cucumbers are doing terrible, but I think it's the heat. They're not getting enough water. Yeah, it's throwing them out. Um, then strawberries. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think it's pretty much the basis of what I've got. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we uh, I don't know. It all depends too. It seems to to change for us every year. What does mm-hmm. good and what does bad. So, even though yeah. I'm trying to be a good gardener, it's 
it's hard work, especially it's hard. when it's hard, it's hot and you're yeah. usually like burnt out, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. but it is worth it, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. But it's fun. And it's awesome yeah. for the kids, you know, it is. Yeah. yeah, kids love it. I always, uh, I think it's funny. So my son, he's four years old and mm-hmm. he does not know his ABCs yet, but he can tell you about germination and, <laughs> and how they pollinate. And I'm like, well, he's four years old. He can tell me about all this stuff. So I'm not really, yeah. Like, <laughs> how the letters will come. Yeah. yeah. You said you're homeschooling this year. coming yeah. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just homeschooled. My oldest will be six. And we just did kindergarten last year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, homeschooled. And then my youngest is, or my second is four. Technically he'll be in, still in preschool, but he, I've just been doing everything with this yeah. same thing. So that's its own uh, uh, adventure <laughs> homeschooling, but you know, it's uh, I think it's a good way to go for us anyways. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're really seeing, especially like with COVID and people mm-hmm. having to stay home with their kids, we're really seeing a movement of women that are like, I, I'd rather stay home, you know, that are leaving the workforce for homemaking. Mm-hmm. Um, what, or maybe they just don't want to go back. It, or maybe they've gone back and they are trying to find a way to get back home. What are some of like, would you say those first obstacles are that someone might have when they decided they want to leave their full-time job and stay home? What, you know, how can someone break through some of those challenges? So I think a lot of times, especially for women that truly want to, um, mm-hmm. I've found with women, some want to stay home, but they can't because of financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a lot of the ladies that I have talked to, um, my, if, and if that is, is you, um, a lot of times you can do with less than you think you can. Um, and that's coming from somebody that we depended on two incomes. And then we went from two incomes to one in a very short time. Um, and it just, I mean, you, you figure it out because I think, and I'll tell you this tip. So the first thing I figured out when I went home is the grocery bill was one thing that I could control and lower. Mm-hmm. Um, all the other bills are kind of, you know, you can ha- hassle with other people and try to get bills down, but the grocery bill is the first way to go. Um, but if you, if you truly want to go home, there is a way, uh, it might mean you have to use only one car, you, you know, moving's hard. I, w- I would say downsize on your house, but it's kind of a crappy time to move. <laughs> Everything's so high and yeah. right now, but, uh, you know, if it's, a, if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Um, no matter if it happens immediately or if it's a slow gradual process like paid off debt or you know whatever you've got to do mm-hmm. yeah I agree um for us we had we went from two incomes to one mm-hmm. and mine was the stable income because my husband mm-hmm. has his own construction business so oh, sometimes yeah. we're busy sometimes we're not um so you know mine was a, a stable income so yeah. um it was hard to even mm-hmm. manage what that looks like um, plus I held health insurance. That's something, you know, that was like, what do we do about that? Um, but you figure it out and you do your research and you talk to people and I don't know, and then make it work. And so I do think that people should, you know, just kind of like let themselves figure out how to make it happen. Instead of just immediately putting up the wall of saying it can, or I, I don't, or, you know, we have too many bills because like you said, it's, there's things you can definitely do. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how I feel about it. Um, you know, it, and it takes a while to adjust to one income. Mm-hmm. Like 
for the first year, I mean, we were living paycheck to paycheck, like, oh no, like, how are we going to pay this? How are we going to yeah. pay that? But, you know, I'm just a true believer that God always takes care of you. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, in the hardest times, like I look back and I think we did not have the money to do that. How did we get by? But we somehow miraculously yeah. always had food and a roof over our head. So we did it. Yeah, definitely. And it's all kind of season, like it's the season you're in at that time. It's like, it's not always going to be that way. You know, it's everything's temporary. So, well, that's really inspiring because I think a lot of people would love to stay home. They just automatically assume they can't. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does take some sacrifice. It does. Yeah. You can do it. So what are some of your homesteading? Well, let's talk about homesteading a little bit because you said you were an inspiring homesteader. What does that look like for you right now? Like, where are you at? And what are some of your goals to like increase your skills or whatever yeah. this year? One thing I really want to do this year, and I, I hopefully still will, it's just my husband. Um, so he, you know, he works a full-time job. He is an underground miner and then he mows on the side. He's trying to start his own business. Um, and so he's really busy. So I try to respect that and like, yeah. you know, not have too many honey to-do lists. I know that. For him, but he gets around to it eventually. Uh, and then gardening, uh, I tried to grow enough potatoes for the year and I'm pretty close, you know, yeah. but how did you I'm figure pretty... out how many potatoes you think you need for the year? Um, I just planted a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I really didn't do any math. Um, but I did have, I think I did six, 10 or 12 foot rows. Um, and then with, uh, like two foot spacing in between. My husband actually measured them. So I I can't remember exactly how long, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't do no crazy math, but I just knew I needed to plant a lot. And then I'm doing a fall crop too, to kind of compensate for that. But yeah. yeah. And then I got green beans. I'm going to can those. Squash. I haven't canned. I probably won't can, but I did make zucchini flour. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm using that for some of my extra zucchini. You always get so much of that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. As far as the, for the chickens, that was my big goal t- this year too, is to meet chickens, but we're getting kind of close to where I don't know if timing will allow. Yeah. Do that. Um, but yeah, I was, cause I was just doing a lot of research on chicken tractor and how to build one and mm-hmm. yeah, well, maybe, yeah, it is but, but and once you have it, maybe to maybe if it doesn't happen, maybe next year, you know, but that's what I'm I agree. To you. Yeah. <laughs> But that would be awesome to have like your own chickens and I know, like, yeah. meat in your freezer. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's yeah. a big stress, you know, and then you can make broth and so many other things. Oh yeah. But, you know. Do you have any other um, livestock or do you like, yeah. how many acres are you on? So we're on 10 acres. Um, we and- share it with my parents. Um, that's another thing. So we made the decision when we went to one income, we decided to rent for my parents mm-hmm. um, and then when COVID happened, we were actually in the process to start buying a home in our own and we got cold feet. We were like, okay, we don't know what's going to happen with COVID, you know, yeah. job might slow down. So we got cold feet and we pulled back and now the market's crazy. So mm-hmm. we're going to bite in our, bite our time and hopefully we'll find our forever homestead. But you no, know, we don't have any animals other than dogs, but you know, yeah. Can't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I really want a dairy cow, but my husband's like, you're not ready for that, you know, but you one day I have one where you are. I would love a dairy cow, but yeah. I can't have one where we're at now, but one day I've got a lot of dreams, but yes, lots of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, really cool. how do you manage like learning kitchen skills? Like, do you kind of 
Because for me, I have to kind of be like, okay, this month I'm going to focus on this. This month I'm going to focus on this. Like I kind of have to break it down. Otherwise, I want to do everything at once. Yeah. That's exactly how I do it. Um, I usually pick one to two things a month. I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to master it. Um, Because if I do any more, that's just way too overwhelming. (laughs) I'm done with that with kids. But um, but yeah, I pick one thing. Like, you know, last year I mastered sourdough, which that actually took me a couple months. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I did that, you know, and then yeast spreads and so forth. I just kept going. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it's a small, gradual process. And yeah. I, I think like Instagram and when we see all these pretty pictures and stuff, we think, man, they just know it all. They did it all. But yeah. it's a slow process. It is. Like it yeah. takes years. And I hope by the time like I'm 45, I'm, you know, can <laughs> do it all, but I probably won't. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome and, and really inspiring. And I think that just helps people. Uh, like try to make that break if they if that's what they're really feeling called to do yeah so where can my audience find you so I'm at simple homemaker meals that name is really long but uh, (laughs) on Instagram I don't have a website or anything but I just have an Instagram page uh and Facebook but mainly on Instagram well that's where Um, I found you and you always uh like share like some awesome recipes and Instagram uh, I'm pretty active lots of fun stuff on there yeah yeah and you said, do you have, um, you mentioned you had a, a meal planner? Is that right? Yeah, so I have the homemaker's meal planner. And cool. it's a 52-week meal planner. So it'll last you a whole year um, to meal, your, meal plan on your meals, write a food budget, and keep track of everything. It's on Amazon. And then I have a cookbook, Simple Homemaker Meals Cookbook. Uh, it's four weeks of dinners, dinner recipes with the grocery list included on each week. So wow. it really helps people, you know, it's, it's a good beginner cookbook if you mm-hmm. really want to learn and get into it. Awesome. Well, I'll put all the links to that in the show notes yeah. so everyone can check that out. Okay. All right. Well, it's been really fun talking to you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. I have a brand new guide out that is just perfect for this time of year. The Ultimate Fruit and Vegetable Seasonal Guide is now available and you can grab it for free at www.savemyveggies.com. If you are like me, you have thrown away produce that you just never got a chance to use. I used to do this all the time. Especially this time of year, as my harvest starts coming in, it can be difficult to properly store everything and make sure I either preserve it in time or use it up. That's why I created this guide. This guide has everything you need to stop wasting fruits and vegetables that you either grow yourself or purchase at the store. Learn how to properly store 25 plus fruits and vegetables to help them stay fresher longer. This guide also includes a month by month seasonal timeline so you know when to stock up on inexpensive and high quality fruits and vegetables to save you time and money. Again, you can grab that free guide at www.savemyveggies.com. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have a topic suggestion for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingonthehomestead.com.